Hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Timeline Astrology. Welcome back to the Timeline Astrology podcast. Today is the 10th of April, 2021. And today is all about Jupiter in Aquarius. So Jupiter has just moved into sidereal Aquarius. This is different to the tropical zodiac you might be familiar with. That's most often used with uh, Western astrology. Um, And Jupiter, of course, has been in tropical Aquarius for some months now. It's actually going to soon move into Pisces. But sidereal, uh, quote-unquote, fixed stars... Um, the zodiac we use in Indian astrology or what is termed Vedic astrology is more in alignment with the actual constellation Aquarius. So tropical Aquarius is another matter. Just to highlight that difference there before I jump into this. And of course, there are some Western astrologers who actually now believe that the tropical signs should be renamed just to avoid that confusion, because there's a lot of people who get confused between the two zodiacs. Now, both zodiacs are relevant, um, and I look at both all the time, but I just um, have always studied sidereal because I've always studied Indian astrology more specifically. That's just because my teacher um, was, you know, studying Indian astrology and she taught me. That's just to say that, you know, because I use the sidereal, it doesn't mean I disregard the tropical because, again, I look at both. But when we look at both, we see how they play out. The tropical is the first to be experienced. And then subsequently, the sidereal kicks in. And the advantage of using the sidereal is actually to be able to uh, garner a lot of information from the more symbolic tropical zodiac and the sometimes many years if not months of a transit that occurs prior to it moving into the sidereal sign we can use all of that information and bring it down into our analysis of the sidereal um, and in more practical ways in many ways because it's again it's aligning with the actual signs of the zodiac the constellations now it's not constellational zodiac because you could take that another step and say that the constellations are of different sizes um, because sidereal also uh, divides up the zodiac in 30 degree segments. So all to say that basically Jupiter has just moved into sidereal Aquarius. Um, and I say sidereal Aquarius because I want to make that distinction. So what is Aquarius in general? Aquarius is all about the future. It's all about progress. And that has its upsides and its downsides. And Aquarius has a lot of sides, a lot of seemingly paradoxical sides to it. So on the one hand, it's all about air, because it's an air-dominant sign. But on the other side, its symbol is the water-bearer. On the one hand, it's all about individuality, freedom. On the other hand, it's all about humanity and equality. So there's a lot of there's a lot of dichotomy in the sign that needs to be understood in terms of like its eccentricities. There's a lot of quirks that are expressed in Aquarius, and if you think about it, just basically down to the fact that it's got two rulers, not just one planetary ruler. There are two rulers. Saturn is one, 
which is all about form and structure, the rule book. And Rahu, the north node of the moon, is the other, which is all about breaking the rules, which is all about progressing things, which is all about pushing the envelope. And so in order to be able to push the envelope, to break the rules, you have to actually know the rules. So this is the whole thing about Aquarius. You actually have to know the rules to break them. And this is why Aquarius is all about doubts. It's all about our fears. It's all about uncertainty. It's all about not knowing the truth. And that's what science is all about, in fact. And I had a conversation recently with someone, a scientist, who basically stated just that. It's like science is nothing about belief. Um, science is all about not believing. It's about testing, testing, testing. So Aquarius is all about testing theories and actually trying to disprove things more than anything else. And this is again expressed through the sign and the planets that rule it, Saturn and Rahu. Rahu is quite a an interesting character in the Vedic uh, pantheon, the, the Vedic gods and, you know, the myths surrounding the planets and the gods, because it's not an actual physical entity. It's a it's kind of like an unreality. It's a shadow. It's literally a shadow. It's an eclipse, the northern eclipse point. So it's related, obviously, to the moon because it's a north node of the moon. So there's a lot of kind of psychological complexity that is um, prominent in the sign Aquarius, as well as the more obvious structural and uh, you know needs of Saturn. And again, progress being one of the key uh, things of the sign. It's all about taking the more uh, structured elements of Capricorn, which represent banking systems, government systems, any kind of system that we live our life by, and then just moving it forward. So science obviously does that always. It's all about progressing things. It's all about innovation. And so Jupiter now has just moved into this sign. And what does that mean? Well, Jupiter is all about expansion and growth, and that has been severely curtailed of late because Jupiter has been in Capricorn where it's seen as in its fall, in its depression. So every time Jupiter goes into Capricorn, every 12 years or so, there is a depression or at least a recession. And, you know, this is the case again. It was last in Capricorn in 2008 and then 2020, in March 2020, it moved in again. And so we have this downturn, a downturn in our mood, in our morale, in the economy, in our sense of hope and optimism moving forward. Um, and we've all been really feeling it since March 2020 in particular. So Jupiter now has just moved out of Aquarius on April 5th into sidereal Aquarius, remember? And it will rem remain here until April 14th, 2022. So remain here for most of that time at any rate, because it's going to peek its head back into Capricorn again in September, October, November. So from September 14th until November 20th, Jupiter will return to its fall, its debilitated position in Capricorn. This is mitigated by other factors, the fact that it's retrograde, so it kind of reverses um, certain indications, and the fact that Saturn is with Jupiter in, in Capricorn at that time, as it has been in, in the last year. Uh, but at the same time, there is a return to a downturn, a restriction of some kind in the autumn this year. So what we're having in the meantime, though, is this sense of new hope, new sense of possibility, new optimism, some sense of um, a light at the end of the tunnel coming in again. 
with Jupiter now moving into Aquarius. Now the light itself isn't the bright light of the day, but it's no longer at least the darkness of night in Capricorn. The bright light of day comes when Jupiter moves into Pisces in April 2022. The Aquarius transit for Jupiter is like a twilight phase. It's like that transitional phase in the day at dusk or dawn, where there is this, especially at dawn, a sense of new possibility awakening in us. And I would say as well that between April and September 2021, it's a more a dusk period. It feels more like a dusk period because Jupiter then has to go back into the night, into the Capricorn sign. And then by November onwards until April next year, it will be more like a new dawn. There will be a sense in, even though it's winter time for most of us on the planet, uh, it, there will be a sense in the winter of 2022 or 21 into 2022 of new hope, new possibility, uh, new freedom. So the key word here, Jupiter and Aquarius is freedom. Freedom of movement, freedom of expression, um, freedom from restraint, um, breaking things apart, moving things forward, progressing things, thinking about the future. It's all about uh, freeing us from the shackles really of Capricorn. And so it doesn't mean that the shackles aren't there and the rule book isn't, isn't still there because it absolutely is still there in Aquarius. Aquarius is still ruled by Saturn as is Capricorn. But now we're bringing this other element of the North Node, Rahu element, that freedom seeking element um, and that very innovative forward thinking element. So this offers new possibility, thankfully, for um, something new, at least. So um, pardon me if you can hear me moving around as I'm recording this. Interestingly enough, I'm feeling the need to walk around as I speak. Um, I had this microphone, this attached microphone. Um, and that's interesting in and of itself, the fact that I'm speaking about freedom, Jupiter in Aquarius and, you know, needing a bit of freedom from the desk and sitting at my computer. Um, and again, that's the dichotomy of um, Aquarius. It's, it's a fixed sign, but it's an air sign. And so how do we play with this balance of restriction and freedom? And this is very much the theme for the next year. So Aquarius, again, going back to the sign of Aquarius, it's very much about groups of people. And it's very much about networks and associations and like community-based groups. And so Jupiter is all about connection. Jupiter basically is the glue that holds everything together. So when Jupiter goes into Aquarius, of course, it's all about concerns for um, communities and groups and society in general, even and humanity, even. Um, and people who have very prominently Jupiter and Aquarius in their chart who were born with that, to give a couple of examples that I highlight in the article I wrote on this on the website, um, is Marie Curie is one obvious example, a scientist who won two Nobel Peace Prizes, who was so focused on advancing medicine and so not focused on her own personal um, well-being and the impact of uh, the radiation that she was exposed to. That itself highlights another theme and another paradox of the sign. On the one hand, it's about progress, but on the other hand, it's about not understanding the implications of that particular progress because I'm sure Marie Curie 
in her research at the time was not foreseeing what would be the result of her her experiments at the time and her scientific um, innovations and you know this is again the dichotomy of Aquarius it's like on the one hand it's all about safety Saturn is all about the structure and the safety that structures give us but Rahu is all about being very unsafe and unclear and very foggy Rahu and the nodes both Rahu and Ketu north and south node rule viruses for example so another key thing that we're going to obviously see in the next year is a lot of progress both in good and bad ways in relation to this current pandemic so we're going to see progress in science in a big way in the next year but at the same time we are not necessarily going to know or realize the long-term implications of that progress and that's another thing to highlight and I think Marie Curie's chart really highlights that in her own life her personal life and in her own um, scientific discoveries so another thing uh, another person um, that I highlight in the article is Leonardo da Vinci who had Jupiter in Aquarius when he was born so he is of course Leonardo da Vinci he is probably the most famous inventor uh, and the most prolific inventor of all time so this is again Jupiter in Aquarius Jupiter expands things it's the biggest planet in our solar system so wherever it goes it, it, it expands so Aquarius is all about forward thinking and innovation and inventions literally so Jupiter in Aquarius will create more innovations in the next year absolutely that is the case so Jupiter in Aquarius is like I said Jupiter is like the glue that holds everything together and so we're likely as well to see a lot more of like community-based um, you know grassroots movements springing up and local communities getting together and trying to solve problems because that's another thing about Aquarius is all about problem solving so I, I would imagine we're going to see a lot of that as well another thing we're likely to see with Jupiter in Aquarius is more progress in terms of science and space exploration for example um, you know as well as what's going on on our planet in terms of health and humanitarian crises you know and crises all over the world um, that which will continue of course and which will be very prominent and which we'll all be very focused on and you know that's going to continue to progress in again both good and bad ways because the high, it highlights the issues it expands on the themes and the the need for the solutions at the same time so and of course in, in terms of the pandemic for example you know more and more uh, medicines more and more vaccines rolling out more and more uh, discoveries in science in that way and in cures and all of that and more understanding even of viruses that's another a key thing but at the same time again not knowing the consequences um, down the line it's the kind of long-term consequences that could be um, challenging so one of the things about uh, Aquarius that is going to be very relevant in terms of in a more spiritual sense because you, you know you often hear that said about Aquarius that it's a more spiritual sign it's not a religious sign and in fact you could even say that it's an atheistic sign because it's not about believing anything that's the realm of Pisces it's about proving uh, something and you can't prove of course the existence of God 
and so it's all about science and you know um you know disproving certain theories more than anything it's about our fears and our doubts that there is nothing else actually that this is all there is um so it's a more atheistic sign but jupiter is the planet of religion it's the planet of hope and faith and belief in something that we cannot see so when you mix jupiter and aquarius together you know there's a bit of an issue here because we don't have access to a blind faith we cannot afford that actually right now for the next year anyway until jupiter moves into pisces we cannot afford it so we need to have faith in the numbers in the science so that's another indication of jupiter in aquarius for the following year so another thing that i want to highlight is in a more spiritual sense that jupiter in aquarius aquarius is called kumbha in indian astrology and kumbhaka is if you're familiar with yoga is breath retention so kumbha means pot and jupiter is very good at holding space holding things together and jupiter in aquarius and kumbhaka and the kind of holding space in our own lives our own personal lives for something to move through if you think about the the sign and the symbol of the two wavy lines uh, running concurrently it's it's very much about two things running in in tandem so this and that could both be true um this is the paradoxical nature of the sign of course but it's for our own individual selves as well to be able to hold space for two possibilities that this is true but also this is true this is what is and also this could be what could be at least so it's kind of like that we work with what is but we take what is and then move it into the future to make something else so this is whole always this dichotomy if uh, in the sign um kumbhaka and as well as the kumbha mela festival because uh, mela means gathering so the kumbha mela is the largest gathering of people on the planet uh, the largest spiritual gathering where they uh, gather at the ganges and they dip in the holy rivers because there's all of these mythological stories around the amrita the immortal nectar the cure and it's dropped uh, to the earth by the gods um and there's all of these stories around the gods and demons fighting over this and of course and then it gets spilt and that becomes the rivers and so all of this basically is analogous of how we in our own personal lives and globally as you know a humanity go through these periods of churning of the oceans and the amrita and the poisons coming up as well as the amrita and the cure so of course when we're going through a pandemic we're very focused on the poisons but we are now also going to be moving into this period where we're very focused on the cure the the amrita and so the kumbha mela festival is taking it one step further into a more spiritual realm is about purification in a spiritual sense not just in a physical way but actually on the planet we need to go through this kind of purification process So that's Kumbha Mela that occurs while uh, Jupiter moves into Aquarius the main bathing day occurs then when the sun moves into Aries which occurs from mid April so that's the main So another thing I want to point out um is its transit Jupiter's transit through the different lunar mansions that are used in Indian astrology and so it's initially in the sign Dhanushta 
which is symbolized by a drum and a flute. So it's very much about music. And um, Jupiter in Danishta is very much about declarations and making a statement. And it's very much about fame as well. Um, Danishta is also about hearing and it relates to the previous sign Shravana also, where Jupiter has been um, in the past year. And it's very much about the ability or in this case, perhaps the inability to be able to listen to be able to listen and to hear and to hear the truth. And so there is this transition phase now as Jupiter goes into Danishta, where it's about having access to the truth, being able to hear each other, being able to listen to experts and experts themselves knowing the truth and being able to guide us clearly. And Jupiter, of course, um, is challenged in that as it moves in and out of Capricorn and the sign Danishta over the next year. But ultimately, we do get to the truth. We get to hear the truth, but there might be a lot of untruths on the way there. It then moves into Shatabishak, which is the next lunar mansion after Danishta. It's in the middle of Aquarius. So it moves into Shatabishak from the 21st of May until 20th of July. So just from the end of May until the end of July, those two months, Jupiter is moving into Shatabishak. That's very important, not only because it's a, a new lunar mansion, a new theme, but also because of what's happening at that time, from the end of May until the end of July. There are the eclipses. There's an eclipse in June, on June 10th. Mars is moving into Cancer, opposite Saturn and Pluto conjunction. So there's quite a lot of volatility going on in June and July in particular. And as that's going on, and Jupiter is moving th through this sign, Shatabishak, which literally means a hundred healers, there is going to be a lot of processing of obviously what's going on with the virus. There's going to be a lot of um, issues around that, around this need. And the, the vaccine issue is going to be obviously the most prominent, but it also means that it's going to be progress, which thankfully shows progress in terms of the vaccines, but it also shows progress in terms of the virus. So it's like this kind of like battle now that's going on between the gods and the demons. Um, and that's going on within each of us and it's going on globally. Um, so this is going to be possibly a more challenging time in the year in June and July, because as that's going on, Mars is in Cancer in its fall, opposite Saturn and Pluto. And Saturn and Pluto show the continued restrictions that are in place and Mars rallying against that. And we're going to see a lot of conflict in the world in June, July as a result. So then by the end of July, uh, Jupiter moves back into Danishta and because it's going to station retrograde on the solstice on June 20th. So Jupiter then stationing at the that peak time of the year, starting to slowly move back after the 20th of June, we're going to see a lot more kind of review and reassessment of um things that we thought we knew and then we have to kind of review again and that obviously in relation to the virus and in the cure for the virus and how it's being healed and the process we're going through in trying to heal it all of that's going to be highly relevant so that occurs uh, after june 20th and it, it continues to move back and returns into danishta by the end of july and then by september 14th they will move back into Capricorn, although it's staying in Danishta, it will ret return back to Capricorn. So that's another big shift that's happening by the end of um, September until the end of November, 
where we're likely to see again continued restraint, restrictions, possibly more lockdowns after an initial opening up and advancement in what's going on with the cures and all of that and the vaccines. But then again, by November, November 20th, Jupiter will move back into Aquarius. And then by the new year, it will go back into Shatabishak, the 100 healers in 2022, the beginning of the year. And I think things are really going to start progressing then and in a big way, because then by the April of 2022, Jupiter moves into Pisces. And so things are going to really start opening up more. And then Saturn moves into Aquarius in the summer of 2022. And then those restrictions are lifted in the summer. Now, we are going to go back to some sort of sense of restriction by the uh, end of 2022 again, because Saturn returns to Capricorn, where Pluto is. And so for the next couple of years, there is going to be some sense of restriction that we're not completely opened up and free to move and do what we want. But at least we're coming out of this pandemic, which will likely, in my estimation, in terms of the transits, will likely finish in the summer of 2022. And that is, again, because Jupiter is moving into Pisces and Saturn will move into Aquarius initially. So perhaps that will be a time when the WHO will actually um, officially state the pandemic is over. And then perhaps that there will be obviously still cases of the virus and that it becomes less of a pandemic and more of like sort of an endemic thing. If you want to have a read of the website, have a look at the article I wrote on this, Jupiter in Aquarius. I called it Freedom Seekers. Um, I think that's a, a, a relevant term for this Jupiter in Aquarius transit. Um, so have a look. It's timelineastrology.com. If you want to go a bit deeper with these, because I've obviously just skimmed the surface with this. Um, if you'd like to go a bit deeper, you can become a patron of my work at timelineastrology.com or patreon.com forward slash timeline astrology. Uh, and there you'll see there's a there's a few tiers you can join. The $5 tier where you get like monthly forecasts and video uh, horoscopes as well as daily reports. I write daily reports for patrons. Or you can go up in tiers and get more uh, sort of one-to-one -one astrology or astrology on demand or even mentorship if you study astrology where I can help you with filling in any gaps you have in your knowledge. So have a look, timelineastrology.com. So that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen and I wish you all of the best and all of the growth and expansion uh, that is positive and possible for you at this time. Okay, until next time.